Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to Butterfly Talk. This is uh, the radio show podcast that focuses on education and general information about EB. Uh, Epidermolysis bullosa. My name is Sylvia. I'm your hostess, and I'm also an EB mom. My son, Nikki, is 20 years old and has the recessive dystrophic form of EB. I'm finally back after a seven-month hiatus. It's been a very stressful, depressing time for me. I can't really explain why. Uh, My guess is that because of Nikki turning 20 years old in November, I had kind of like a moment of um, sort of despair in the sense that I see my son struggles and in pain every day, and after 20 years of every day that seeing that, it's just um, it's just something um, that I can't explain how you feel about that. But anyway, this episode is about anemia. Um, I want to talk about anemia because anemia is uh, something that is uh, with recessive dystrophic, especially, it is uh, something that's very serious. Now, when Nikki, first I'm going to talk about my personal experience, and I'm going to go in more general terms to explain a little bit about it. Um, when Nikki was born, uh, when he was little, more likely, not when he was born specifically, but when he was little, I was told about him uh, being anemic and that anemia was an issue with recessive dystrophic EB. So with this knowledge, I gave him uh, ferrosulfate supplements as suggested by his pediatrician, thinking that would be it, I wouldn't have to worry about it anymore. And somehow I was unaware on how serious anemia could really be. Um, And it wasn't until he was seven years old that he was tested for the first time for iron levels. And he was tested because he just looked extremely pale. And uh, his pediatrician was a little scared. So we did the test, and we found out that his levels were so low that the pediatrician told me they were borderline lethal. I mean, talk about being scary. Um, And so it just so happens that I had just attended um, an EP conference, and a doctor there talked about anemia. And he was at Children's Hospital Los Angeles, and we are in the area. And so um, I went up to him. Um, this was right afterwards, after taking the test, and asked him if he could be Nikki's um, hematologist. And he said, absolutely. So we put in for the referral. It came through. And uh, they were really worried right then and there. Nikki was only seven years old at the time. And so they started right away with a routine of giving him iron and blood infusions that continue to stay. So now why do we give him blood? Because over time, his blood loses the ability to absorb the iron. So by giving him a fresh injection of good blood helps his body reabsorb the iron as it should, you know, from supplements, from foods and stuff. Now, also by many doctors, the reason why recessive dystrophic EB patients are anemic was because of the blood loss in the wounds. And uh, in my blog, if you go on my blog, blog blog.sylviaskingdom.com, and you search for anemia, I have a, a, I wrote a blog about anemia with recessive dystrophic. I have a picture of a wound on Nikki's back that is very, very bloody. Um, And I posted that photo to illustrate 
the blood loss in the wounds. Um, this particular photo, it's just below Nikki's armpit. It's one of those weird wounds that just weeps, so to speak. It is rare for Nikki to have this kind of wounds, but they do happen. Most of the time, his wounds don't really bleed like that unless something was stuck on the wound. But if it comes out beautiful, they don't really bleed. Um, um, I often thought, okay, he doesn't bleed that much. Why would he be so anemic? But then I found a description uh, in a book that explained it to me extremely well, so I wanted to share that with everybody. And it stated that anemia in RDEB is caused by the increasing demands of the body for blood to try healing the wounds. So there's so many wounds that the, the body needs more blood. And so um, that's why it, the patients with RDEB are anemic. So um, let me see. I also read that the inflammation of the wounds inhibits the red cell production and diverts iron away from the bone marrow to the liver and spleen. So anemia is a side effect of all the work his body is doing to heal his wounds. So that's basically the, the bare bottom, bare bones explanation. Now, the anemia also explains why patients with recessive dystrophic EB um, um, skin is So the anemia, he's also pale because he's so wrapped and he never goes outside. So um, that's that. Of course, um, also Nikki doesn't want to go outside. It's not that he that dislikes going outside. It's just that it's so hot outside. He could talk quite quickly. A sunburn would be devastating. Um, so he gets his vitamin D supplements um, that way instead of from the sun. He also prefers being in an environment where the air conditioning is present because he's just hot all the time. Um, anyway, uh, this is why the skin is so, real, so pale. But let me move forward to talk about anemia as I posted on my EB Info World website. That's ebinfoworld.com. If you look for, if you search for anemia, uh, you'll find the article. Now, anemia means not having enough red cells in hemoglobin. Uh, this occurs because they're not produced or being lost and destroyed. Anemia can lead to low oxygen levels, which can lead to damage to organs, including the heart. There are three types of anemia that affect EB patients. They are iron deficiency, chronic inflammatory, and nutritional. Um, now, causes of anemia in EB patients. Again, this article is on my Infowar website if you want to go look it up. Um, so the causes are blood and iron loss from wounds, chronic infection and inflammation, problems absorbing iron, um, malnutrition, malabsorption, malabsorption of nutrients, and loss of transferring and other proteins through wounds. Now, the iron is transported by a protein in the blood called transferrin. Uh, so 
non-transferrin bound iron known as free iron is very toxic. It can cause low blood pressure, nausea, rash, facial reddening, and eventually may cause heart failure and other damage. Iron is stored in a part of a protein called ferritin. Now here's the symptoms of anemia. Of course, what I just said is kind of like a, a blur to me. I just said what I wrote because this is like very technical. Now the symptoms are paleness, weakness, decreased appetite, fatigue, shortness of breath, rapid heartbeat, palpitation, headache, irritability, lethargy. See, my English, my Italian accent is, is, is strong here. Dizziness, weight loss, lowered immunity, depression, slow healing, and bruising. Of course, with bruising with EB is um, depends from the patient. Nikki very, very rarely bruises. That probably twice in his whole life. He usually just gets a blister right away. Now, what to check? First, a complete blood count, CBC, must be taken. It is important to check levels regularly. A CBC checks the white cells, the red cells, hemoglobin, hematocrit, HCT, Mean cell volume, mean cell hemoglobin. Differential, percent of different kinds of white cells. Plat, platelets. And retic count, the new red cells. Also check the sedimentation rate for crude measure of inflammation. And check the iron status. Iron, iron binding, transferrin, saturation, and ferritin. Now the signs of anemia are the low hema HCT. Okay, I can't pronounce that. Hematocrit, HCT. The average level of hemoglobin level in adult, in adult women is 12.1 to 15.1, and in adult men is 13.8 to 17.2. Um, although it's often very much lower than that in RDEB patients, uh, Nikki went down to 6 when he was considered borderline lethal. Um, Nikki nowadays is around eight, nine. They they like for him to be at nine. Last time they checked was nine point one last month. So that's okay for them. It's also important to say, and I didn't write this on the on on the website, but if a patient is to go uh, under surgery for any kind of surgery at all, make sure the levels are a plus nine. Because it could be, it could mean disaster if they're not. Um, let me see what else. Um, treatments. Okay, so to make sure you take some supplements that reduce inflammation. Um, eat healthy, of course. Some most of these patients are on the G tube, especially the more uh, severe ones. Uh, oral iron supplements also help. Um, and also other vitamins important to take are vitamin B12, folic acid, vitamin E, vitamin C, vitamin K. So a good, good, strong multivitamin is good. I give Niki a multivitamin that I get online. It's a liquid. And then I give him extra vitamin D on the side. Um, so um, that, helps, that helps him a lot. Now, they also come in chewable powder. But liquid is what works best for Nikki because his mouth, it's what it is. So I just put everything in the G-tube and let it go. Um, now, as far as wound care, as far um, in treatment of infection, of 
of course, as, as all EB parents and patients know, it's important to take care of the wounds, treat any infection as soon as possible, as best to re, in, try to reduce that inflammation. I use uh, personally um, a lot of uh, oils that reduce inflammation on the wounds. I mix them with the cream, and they really seem to work very well. Um, and so I highly recommend that. Just look them up. I think I have a blog on my website on com. I call it my concoction. But really, if you go and Google um, um, any um, oils that fight inflammation, um, that's go for it. Go for it because it's, everything helps like that. So let me see. Um, anti-inflammatory, intravirus iron, of course. Um, some patients, and I, we never had to do this, they call it the EPO shots. Um, and then, of course, blood transfusion. Um, blood transfusion, it's a simple procedure. It takes a few hours. And um, there could be some side effects. There could be some risks, but there's a lot of benefits as well. So check with the hematologist that knows the body B. And if you don't know of any hematology, hematologist in your area that knows the body B, um, have your doctor contact um, uh, Dr. Coates at Children's Hospital Los Angeles. That's Nikki's um, hematologist. He even spoke at EB con- DEPRA conferences. And so uh, take my word for it, he's an expert. We love this guy. He's just awesome. So very, very highly recommended. Now let me see how are we going with time. We have 15 minutes left. Okay. All right. So now as far as turns, um, I went on this website and go ahead and put this in. It's ebpatient.com slash anemia.html. And the anemia is with the capital A, so I don't know if it's going to come up without it. But this uh, this page is really, really cute, and it was made by um, a girl with EB that I knew that passed away uh, several years ago, Christina Perez. Um, she lived really, really close to us, and we used to see her at the at the different, you know, support group meetings. And she made this page, and it's so adorable, and it's very, very well made, I think. Um, again, ebpatient.com slash capital A-N-E-M-I-A.html. And uh, there's there the causes of anemia, symptoms of anemia, what to check, signs of anemia, um, uh, treatments, um, and uh, everything else. Um, and then at the bottom, there is terms and definitions. It says click on each item for more information. So it explains the anemia of inflammation, which is the type of anemia develops as a result of extended infection or inflammation. Uh, chronic anemia. Chronic condition is continuous and persistent over an extended period of time. Uh, I would say with recessive dystrophic, um, anemia is chronic. And it's also result from inflammation. And then it has then all the different um, different explanation. For example, iron binding transferring saturation, which is TIBC, 
total iron binding capacity. What does that mean? It's a test that measures indirectly the transferring levels in the bloodstream. And it goes on like that. There's a lot of different um, explanations. And then there's also links, links to iron deficiency anemia, ferritin transferring, and all this fun stuff. It's uh, very complicated, but really all you need to know is that these patients are anemic, and it can be very dangerous. Um, and that's it. That's all I wanted to talk about today. We're only, well, it's okay. We got um, 30 minutes to go, but it's all right. That's all I wanted to talk about today. So um, I wanted to thank you for listening. I hope my accent doesn't get too much in the way of understanding me. But I wanted to remind everyone that the show is also available as a podcast on iTunes. So make sure to subscribe to it, and your shows will download automatically. If you would like to be a guest on the show, talk about your experiences with DB or something in particular about an organization or a specific problem or issue or anything, just send me a message either on the Facebook page for the show, which is facebook.com slash butterfly talk, or the Black Talk Radio page for the show, or my email address, which is ebmama at gmail.com. That's eb. M-O-M-M-A at gmail.com. Until next month, ciao.